Welcome to the Deep Slant Podcast. I'm your host, D.B. Sidhu. Joining me today, David Fletcher, General Manager of Lone Star Sports and Entertainment and Executive Director of the Academy Sports and Outdoors Texas Bowl. Try to say that really fast three times. David, it's so glad to have you here in the Hyundai Texans radio studio. I've been wanting to have you on for a while now. Well, I'm, I'm very happy to be here, DP. I'm really appreciative of the opportunity and uh, uh, excited to talk a little bit about the things we do beyond the Texans. Yeah, it's really interesting because inside of NRG Stadium, everyone thinks is the, where the Texans live, but there's an office that's functioning, the Lone Star Sports and Entertainment, and you guys do a lot of things. You put on a lot of events. There are a lot of games that you guys are involved in every year, and it's tied in with the Texans because Jamie Roots, president of the Texans, is also president of LSSE, and I know you guys have a busy slate every year. Uh, what is this time of year like for you? Your calendar is it's already filling up. I feel like we've already, well, I'm already seeing games pop up on the calendar. Yeah, you're right. You know, it, much like uh, much like we hear on Texans radio, there is no off season. No off know? season for LSSE. <laughs> um, but um, it's an exciting time of year. You know, Lone Star Sports and Inter- Lone Star Sports and Entertainment. Boy, I should be able to say that as much as I could. <laughs> um, we started back in 2003, uh, and we're an organization that really is part of. Uh, when you look at at the Texans organization, um, part of the doing great things for Houston. Um, our, our group has been very active in bringing world-class major events uh, to Houston since 2003, the first being uh, a Mexico and U.S. Uh, match uh, that uh, put over 68,000 people in the building. And uh, from there, we've continued to do um, uh, events primarily uh, in the college football and soccer spaces, but uh, with, with uh, a few of other additions in there. Uh, and all of it um, really around, again, extending our brand, doing great things for Houston, bringing in events that have incredible visibility for our community, a huge economic impact, um, mean a lot to uh, different cultures and different portions of of the, the Houston um, uh, Houston citizens. And, and ultimately, um, you know, continuing to uh, bring the type of events that add to uh, NRG Stadium being one of the biggest venues in the world for sport, so um, and entertainment. Uh, so um, yeah, because for, it's also concerts. It's not just like out of the college slate. You've got two college games this season. You've got the well, three actually. You got the opening day game, um, the Advocare Texas kickoff, and then you get the bowl game every year, the Academy Sports and Outdoors Texas Bowl. You've got the Battle of the Piney Woods this year, the ninety third oldest college football rivalry, uh, Stephen F. Austin versus Sam Houston State and then well, you, you mentioned you mentioned soccer yeah we're soccer work, because why soccer. not why not so people love soccer yeah and well, then the concerts as well so you I mean it all sort of works together but you have to wear a lot of different hats I would imagine we do and, and we've got great promo, uh, promoter partnerships throughout the throughout the year and uh, throughout the country and even the world um, you know you mentioned that uh, the college football piece that's been a, a, a part of that we've seen a lot of success in. Um, we got into that business with um, taking on the Texas Bowl um, back in, in 2006. And with that, um, you know, we started, as, as you usually have to do, at the bottom of the, of the list. Um, we're rebuilding the image that, um, that was here for Houston in the college football and in, particularly in the postseason space with the Bowl and, um, and have been able to build that into one of the biggest college football events in the country, uh, the fourth most attended game in the yeah, country. Yeah, I was going to say it's one of the most attended bowl games, which is amazing considering how many bowl games are being played 
in that span of time. No question. I mean, it's it's taken a lot uh, of of effort by our organization. Um, we partnered with ESPN on the game um, starting in 2009, and that was a game changer for us. And, sure. And then um, another game changer happening um, in 2014 when the SEC um, became part of our portfolio combined with our anchor relationship with the Big 12 and really two conferences that have great great brands, um, great ge- geography uh, as it relates to Houston. Uh, so it really is an equation that, that's worked out well and, and helped to build that, that very well-attended game. But it's, it's so much more than that. It's a celebration of the culture, heritage, and football tradition that is um, football in the Lone Star State. And, and we've really embraced that um, throughout our, um, our time in, in doing that event. And, and it's helped lead to these other events that, that uh, now make up uh, an annual part of our calendar, the Advocare Texas Kickoff. This year's game, Texas Tech, Ole Miss, part of that SEC Big Twelve rivalry that we see in the in the bowl game, and and uh, we'll follow a, a great tradition of of games like uh, uh, Texas A and M and Arizona State a few years back. I LSU, was at that game. LSU yeah, Wisconsin was was, uh, was a huge matchup. Uh, just talking earlier with uh, with the University of Houston AD Chris Pesman, um, that University of Houston Oklahoma game we had in 2016 was just amazing you know what what uh what transpired for for u of h coming off their uh, peach bowl win or the year prior and and getting a top five opponent in oklahoma right here and and uh it was just a great day for houston so you know we're, we're very excited about what we've built in the football space um but as i mentioned football is also another football big part is of what huge we before i get to football though how, how do you guys determine like working with espn i i've always wanted to know these bowl games because I think it's like a jigsaw puzzle and so many things have to fit just so. How does that work? I mean, how much say do you have in which teams come to to the uh, Academy Sports and Outdoors Texas Bowl? How much does ESPN have a say in that? How much is it just really just sort of depends on how that schedule falls at the end of the year, what the records are? Because it seems like you guys always get Texas – college teams mm-hmm. here at NRG, other than maybe 2013, I think, is the one year. It 2013, was, we had Minnesota and Syracuse. Syracuse, but other than that, and it's always been a, a Texas-based college football team. So is that by design? Does it just work out that way? How much do you guys push? No, it is by design. I mean, our relationship with ESPN is as strong as it's ever been. Um, that, that that started in 2009, and, and they actually took ownership of, of the bowl game here in Houston at the time. So we continue as their management partner in the event, and um, our, our structure with the Big 12 and the SEC, again, we wanted two geographically relevant, two major conferences. Um, Houston is one of the most important college football destinations from an alumni perspective, from a recruiting perspective, um, and certainly getting to play here in NRG Stadium. It gives us um, some great advantages. And so with that, the strategy has really been to focus on trying to have um, a very strong relationship with the Big 12. Has a number of Texas teams in it, but also has great brands like Kansas State and Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. Um, and then when we added in the SEC part in 2014, we became part of um, a restructured uh, way of, of the conference selecting their teams. And so um, we're part of a pool with six bowls, inclusive of ours, that the conference selects our partner uh, from the SEC side every year. Um, and so that's an important distinction from what we have on the Big 12 side, where we have a selection. We have the third selection after the uh, the college football playoff bowls are, are, are so laid you, out. You kind of so, get to draft. So we get to pick on the Big 12 side. Okay. We, we get a little bit of say uh, as, as far as providing input, um, both us and ESPN, as to what we'd like to see here in Houston. The schools that are bowl eligible in the SEC get that same 
opportunity and then ultimately the conference selects it and we've we've enjoyed some great teams down here in houston uh i know everybody's been clamoring for that uh texas texas a&m matchup to I, maybe happen. when it became a big 12 sec thing i thought all signs are pointing uh, in that direction they, they are it's, and we'd it's, love it. it's going to happen it's well, just a matter of time right and it may you never know but but to date you know it's been something that um we've we've just not been able to uh to see come to fruition but you know, again, the, the conference has made those selections uh, for us, and, and they've done what they think ultimately has been best for the collective group um, as it relates to how they place their different teams. So uh, we love the partnership with the SEC. We love the partnership with the Big 12, and, and that has really helped to build um, our case for why we continue to have more and more events um, here in Houston. And, uh, and, it's, and it's, you know, something that we're going to have hopefully for a long time coming. We have two more years left on our current relationship, uh, current contract with the Big 12 and SEC, but we're in the middle of extending that um, into the next cycle of bowls, which will be 20, oh, that's exciting. 2020 through 2025. And, and our goal would be to um, to continue that relationship. All right, so what about the, the kickoff game? Yeah, yeah. How does that work? Well, because kickoff that's, game, that's a little bit different. Obviously. Yeah, you know, it is. I mean, it's a regular season game. So one of the things that we take great pride in is that Houston um, really was one of the early adopters um, of this um, – embracing of the opening weekend of college football. And and you've seen over the last three or four years in particular that elevate significantly to become a really big part of the calendar. Um, part of that has been the, the way that the college football playoff has changed scheduling um, mm-hmm. and how teams used to um, – you know, there used to be a greater penalty, if you will, on on uh, losing games. But as the playoff has shown between Ohio State um, and, and, um, and others – you know, losing early to a quality opponent is not a bad thing. It can help you, you know. And and so that opening weekend has now become much bigger. Bigger slates of games, right? In terms of matchups, you know. And, and that's been a great thing for college football. And we were one of the first to, to get into that. We started the game in 2013 with ESPN. And our focus has been on Big 12 and SEC schools. Um, if we can get that matchup uh, like we have this year, great. But um, not not something that uh, we'll shy away from when we want to try and do something that's got uh, national appeal to it, like like the 2014 matchup with LSU and Wisconsin. So, right, right, right. Um, you know, you but, had the local team, and you had the you had the team from up north, and that was okay, especially when you have a guy. You had some big name players for the Texans that can represent. It was okay when you have a guy like 99. <laughs> yeah, that was okay to have. So. Is it is it a big sell to get teams to not play at home opening weekend and to play in an NRG stadium type atmosphere? Is that a big is that a negative or is that a positive? Like, how do you how do you convince a team to do that? Because I know in the NFL, no team really wants to go overseas unless, like, President Jamie Root says, you know, we gave up an away game mm-hmm. to go to Mexico City. But, you know, how much does that factor into it? You know, too? you have to work at different – you have to look at the, the landscape of scheduling and try and find the best matchups you can. And, and, you know, candidly, teams are scheduling so much further out than they ever have before. I mean – just again this morning was talking uh, teams are looking at 2027 2028 that's so far away that's crazy. you know but um w- we work on we work on trying to find uh, a compelling matchup um that has a a again a local team um or a team with a big base here in Houston that can help to um you know create an atmosphere that they want to be a part of um they are it's certainly how you structure the deal and how much you're, you're paying in guarantees also sure, also sure. Uh, uh, helps you uh, in in trying to recruit the best teams um, if you are 
working with somebody who may be giving up a home game, you take that into consideration and what that might look like. And certainly that's a big number for some of these schools, you know. Um, when it's not a lot of home games that they have either. Not a right? lot of home games. Yeah. And, and um, you know, they mean a lot to the communities they're in. So, um, But being able to play on that national stage, guaranteeing an opportunity with ESPN, you know, to showcase your, your brand on a national stage in a very important market is something that a lot of teams see great value in and really just trying to figure out how we how we put together the best matchup and um it's not always easy, DP. I can promise you that. No, but, I mean um, I I don't envy your jobs, but I just I always sit sit here and marvel at when the schedule comes out because uh and we're talking with David Fletcher, general manager of Lone Star Sports and Entertainment, how you manage to do all that and then you got to work within the confines of an NFL schedule. That's right. Throughout the season. Because you got to worry about – and the Texans – I mean, the Texans schedule literally just came out here last month, right before the draft. So you don't have a lot of – I mean, maybe you, you have some idea of when they're going to be on the road and when they're going to be home. But you, these games are taking place. Other than the kickoff game, that that bowl game, the the Battle of the Piney Woods – and your concerts are all happening within the confines of a regular NFL season, which makes it challenging, you know. And and so we try and be as um, we try and be as as prudent as possible in, in using the dates outside of the the fall. Um, obviously, for the college football events, um, we we set those in stone um, as much as uh, we can, um, knowing that uh, we have to be flexible around the the uh, NFL schedule. But you look at it, Labor Day weekend been a great boom right. for us. It's the first weekend of college football, and the Texans will not be playing that weekend. But they're always on a Thursday, Always right? on a Thursday night to wrap that up. So that, that's that been good for us. Battle of Piney Woods is a game that, you know, we have uh, been able to uh, – we have had bump up against uh, the, the Texans' schedule uh, several times in the last few years. This year will be no exception. But it helps add to a great atmosphere of football out here at NRG. Uh, it's, a lot, it's a lot of fun because I do see players after practice. They walk down – through the concourse, if they're done with practice, and they'll go out and watch the game. Oh, and it's a it's a rivalry game. It's a great atmosphere. One of the biggest games in, in the FCS calendar. And, and this year, um, we'll have a nice, distinctive uh, Texas flair to it uh, because our game um, with uh, the Battle of Piney Woods, presented by HEB, with Sam Houston State and Stephen F. Austin, will be on Saturday, October 6th. And then the next day, Sunday night football, just Texans a little and old, Cowboys, little right? Texas so, showdown weekend. That's right? a whole lot of Texas in that weekend, <laughs> but um, but that's fun and that's great for our community. I mean, it puts a huge spotlight here, and it really, really helps to establish, uh, you know, this this place as um, as a great events home. And so, um, you know, we we continue to try and work around the calendar as best we can. Sometimes it, it limits our ability uh, to to commit to things um, further down the road. Um, but but that's on us as a as a whole to try and be a little bit more creative too, and and also work with what we have to to bring big time events here to the stadium, a stadium that stays very very busy beyond even what we and it's, the it's and busy the Texans and the, do. There's really no off season for Energy Stadium because no. there's always something happening. All right, now you mentioned football. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of friends that are diehard football fans, love soccer. How much did you know about soccer before you got into this job, and how much have you had to learn? Since taking over the role here at LSSE, and how does that all work? Yeah, getting soccer to come to Houston because I think that's phenomenal for the well, city. Well, it, it is. I mean, Houston, the most diverse community in America, a huge international hub. Um, soccer has uh, has always had a great history here, um, but certainly being in, in, in the middle of it has been a lot of fun and a great challenge for me. I, I was fortunate to grow up here in Houston and play soccer at a, at a at a high level as a kid, so I knew enough about the game, and that that that's the easy part. The business is a completely different story, okay. and, and 
And so um, that's been a lot of fun. You know, uh, for those that know Jamie's, uh, Jamie Roots, his, his background, um, he built an MLS team in Columbus. He's got a great um, a great uh, relationship uh, with Was many. a former great former soccer, soccer player, player for Clemson. Sure. So we've been able to build a business off of it well before I was here. But but in the role, you know, we've had um, we've had a tremendous opportunity to expand that um, and and really. Um, we do it lockstep with the Dynamo. There are partners in every event that we bring here. Uh, Major International Soccer um, has found a great home here in Houston. We've hosted the Mexican national team uh, more than any other U.S. venue, uh, and, and that's something that we're working to continue to schedule out going forward. Um, I feel well, like I can feel the stadium vibrating from, from 610 when I'm driving away. When the fans show up for that game, yeah. I mean, it's it's outstanding. I know I know a lot of people have commented on, on how that soccer – the atmosphere in NRG Stadium, what it's like. With I, I didn't grow up watching English Premier League. It seems to be a big thing right now, but it's it's hard not to when you when you've got teams coming in your backyard like last year, the Manchester Derby. That was a huge opportunity for Houston. Uh, again, the, to be the able to first, host the, the first, first of its kind, ever, the first ever derby outside of the UK, and uh, and what a show it was. And and that is one of many significant international events that we've had in this building. You know, Copa America um, was a huge success here in 2016, and and that uh, um, that inaugural uh, opportunity to pull that together, and and we hosted uh, what was um, what was a great day for soccer as the U.S. and Argentina. Uh, played in the semifinal as one of our three matches. Um, Gold Cup's been something that we've historically been a part of. We're, we're working hard to make that part of our future lineup, and that's all leading up to um, our community's effort to be a, a destination for the World Cup and as part of the United Bid Committee's 2026 bid to bring the U.S. the World Cup. So. Yeah, and I know you've got some big soccer plans for this year. When can people find out more about Soccer coming to NRG Stadium. Am I putting you on the spot? That's okay. Because I, I, I feel like this is going to be a question that's out there. Well, it, it will be, and, and we're, we're working to try and fill the remaining holes in the calendar oh, as great. we speak. Um, and uh, I would anticipate in the next couple of weeks uh, a couple of big announcements about what our future for soccer is. That's really exciting. Like and and you can, everyone can go to your website. Yeah, lsse.net is a great way to, to find out a little bit more about what we do. Um, and, and, you know, certainly – um, you know, it's 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 a part of uh, it's a part of our organization that doesn't necessarily have um, as much of a spotlight on the brands. We focus a lot more on the events and sure. trying to build those up. Um, but there's a lot of really hardworking people, yourself included, that help to make You've those events a, a reality every your, year. Your people are running around like crazy during the year. It seems like they've always got some big event coming and going. So, but before I let you go, David, you've done a great job on this podcast, and I found out from Mr. Drew Doherty that you actually used to be in sports radio in Austin (laughs) and how I worked here for five seasons and did not know that it makes me really angry. So how did you go? What happened to the broadcasting side of it? You think you might ever, you know, like tiptoe yourself back over? How come you're not a guest more often on our shows? You know, I I would be more than welcome to do that. Uh, First of all, it doesn't pay very well. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, you've got that right. (laughs) I know uh, you're on with John and Mark all the time, especially around game times. Well, I'll tell you. So, DP, so I I spent um, five years working um, at Clear Channel, which um, is, I guess, iHeart and, um, you know, whatever their next iteration is. But um, for me, uh, I got a chance to work in every facet of it, Uh, you know, production, promotions, marketing, sales, and yes, even some on air. And uh, I just love the business and I love, I love the medium. Um, it's something that, um, you know, the theater of the mind that, uh, that, that captivates people. But, um, it, you know, it's something that I, um, I did enjoy. I spent three years um, serving as a host of a Saturday morning AM 
uh, sports radio talk show that was the lead-in to UT football games. And not uh, just any UT <laughs> football games, but this was VY National was. Championship times, Don't right? We were the pregame to the pregame, so we were way early in the day. But, <laughs> but <laughs> nevertheless. The pre-pregame, the as we like to call game, it. Yeah, yes. we were like four hours before anybody even thought about turning on But everybody on radio. was listening, especially especially then, I'm sure. But but I had a lot of fun with it, and I still do. I mean, it's it's something that, um, you know, the media side, I, I, I spent years um, – working for a lot of the major national outlets um, as a stringer and, and, and a guy who would go and, and go to games and report um, on the on the radio side. And, and it was my entree into really getting into sports, uh, and, and I've enjoyed it. It's something that I still um, think about every once in a while, hear some clips, uh, you know, here or there. But, uh, you know, it, it never has uh, left me, and, and certainly working with you guys and everything you all are doing on the Texans media front, um, I'm always in awe because I know the work that goes into it, and I know um, that, um, you know, you all are working really hard to put together some incredible content and that's not the easiest thing in the world to do that's for sure so i mean for some of us talking comes very easily but i I love that you used to be in radio so don't be a stranger feel free to come by anytime and whenever some big announcements do come feel free to come back count me in dp i am in i really appreciate the uh the forum to talk today i loved uh i've I've had all these questions about bowl games and how that works and maybe that's you know, common knowledge, but I don't think so. I think a lot of people have the same questions because I think it's it's a lot of working, moving parts. And what you guys do, maybe a lot of people don't realize how much work is happening inside of NRG Stadium, not just on the Houston Texans. Well, you know what? Here. It's a, it's a great thing for our community to have these type of events, and we're excited about uh, both the current schedule and the, the future events ahead. All right, good stuff. David Fletcher, General Manager of Lone Star Sports and Entertainment and Executive Director of the Academy Sports and Outdoors Texas Bowl. Be sure to check out lsse.net for all your major events and college games and football games and whatnot. David, thanks so much for joining us, and come back anytime. You got it.